Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, how you feeling this Sunday, brother? Feeling good. Feeling good. I'm a little bit tired, uh, but another another week of chaos is coming and gone. What would you call those shoes that you're wearing? Dad shoes is actually what I call them. Dad shoes. They could be uncle shoes. You it are could be. Uncle. I mean, that's legitimate, yeah. Are, are, are you making an announcement on the podcast? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> but they're comfy, and I don't care anymore because I'm engaged. So I can. There you go. You've already, you've already locked one down. Jordan Chesley Harris is officially off the market. All right, first segment, off the rip. We do it every single week. I'm sure you guys are used to it by now. This is the Bash Brothers Week in Review. We, we will run down four or five of the biggest games of the week, and we will take a deep dive into detail. And we don't like to save the best for last here. We start with the best game that we saw this week. So, Jordan, what was the best game you saw this week? Let me catch you with the headline real quick. This is a repeat of last year. Oklahoma, Bench Spencer the Rattler. Oklahoma struggles early in a game they need to win. Oh, I know where this is going. Spencer Rattler comes in late. What does he do? And doesn't do anything. Oh, man. Oklahoma falls. That was fantastic. That was was great. Oklahoma falls. Finally, finally, finally. Baylor catches their number at home. Baylor was rocking. Oh, that, man. That, that stadium was rocking. Sick them, bro. Rushed the field twice. twice. Rushed twice. it early. That's got to be a record. We they got to have We saw a shirtless there. man storming the field. He became a, a famous meme He became a famous sure. meme. But let's be honest. Caleb Williams, not the savior Oklahoma needed. Two picks in this game. Gary Bohannon, who was very, very, very uh, efficient and consistent early on, has struggled with the turnover bug. Did not turn over enough, though. And, I mean... Baylor dominated this game. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Oklahoma, their big thing is their offense. They couldn't get it going. They tried to restart it with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler made it, I think, a full two drives before uh, Lincoln Riley was like, nope, okay, let's reel him back in. And, yeah, Baylor defense hung on, and, and they, Baylor just – I mean, I, I'd say this is a dominant victory for Baylor. I agree. Definitely one of the best games that I saw this week. Uh, we had kind of been talking – you know, let's be honest. Our straight up predictions this year have not been bad. You know, you're yeah. six, you're six plus on me. I think you have what is like sixty six. Tomorrow and pick them. Yeah, just overall straight seventy. Up. I think there you go. And uh, honestly, in a, with a season full of chaos, hadn't done bad there. Right. We've been putting Oklahoma. We've been talking heavy on Oklahoma losing. Oh yeah. This was the first game in this season that Oklahoma has played a team that was ranked in either the AP poll or the college football playoff. They run into that first team ranked, and what happens? They got dominated. Buzzsaw. This game was not even close. Another thing, I said last week, or I think it might have been two weeks ago on the podcast, we'll see, and I said, listen, uh, Caleb Williams is just not that good. Right. Um, he comes into the Texas game, and, and that's stuff of legend, right? You're down 28 points, wills them all the way back, gets the win. No, those throws were really bad. Texas just has an awful defense. You've now seen Texas lose five straight uh, historic run there for them. Uh, also, the play at Kansas. That's a freaking great play, but it's stupid when he steals the ball. And right, he, you know, right. Probably they should have been the first team that Kansas beat in the Big 12 in about 20 games. Um, and then, obviously, they run into somebody with a good defense who has a pretty proficient offense. I think Baylor scored something like 1,300 rushing yards on them. I mean, just absolutely yeah. hung it on him. What was it? It was 296, but the thing about it is, Gary Bohannon and Abram Smith combined for a total of 255 of those yards. Exactly. Just the read options was just absolutely disastrous. Yeah. Um, Gary Bohannon, you mentioned it, didn't bury the lead there. Just a fantastic performance, running and throwing the ball when needed. Um, to me, this was... 
I, I mean, you want to say, yes, this was the biggest upset, and I put air quotes around it. I know you can't see it because you're listening to us. Yes, this was the biggest upset of yesterday, but this was so expected. You got yeah. a good team at home versus a team who's just – Oklahoma's just not that good. No. They hadn't played anybody. The national narrative has been that they're not that good. That's why they ranked them eighth when they were undefeated. Oh, yeah. And they, they, they rolled their helmet out against Baylor and absolutely got smacked. Yeah, my biggest question mark here is no longer about Oklahoma. It's Baylor. Where would you be at if you would handle business against TCU? You like you should have. You had the sandwich, right? They talk about sandwich games. You had Texas, big game for Baylor, obviously, right. big marquee matchup there. Then, then TCU in the middle of the Texas Oklahoma sandwich, and you got caught looking. Yep. Also, TCU, you know, the week after firing Gary Patterson, comes out incredibly inspired versus you know the the Baylor Bears, and they just weren't able to get it done. But I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, what would they look and and. Another thing I think, too, that we have to talk about, Lincoln Riley is very upset in the press conference. You know, you you were talking to oh, me yeah. about it yesterday. The sportsmanship uh, comment, you know, he wouldn't have done that. Obviously, he's upset about the rush in the field, so forth and so on. Mainly upset about the field goal, though. Right. Well, the way the Big 12 works is at the end, if teams are tied, they look at points. Mm-hmm. Points scored versus individually and uh, as a total. That points, those three points that Baylor put up there at the end, 100% could be the the thing that sends them to a Big 12 title game. Oh, yeah. And we are looking at the possibility. I don't think we get there, but it is a possibility of a rematch between Baylor and Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. And who doesn't want to see that now? Yeah, that's very true. Who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. Let's be honest. Bedlam is looking even more exciting now. Right. Um, Oklahoma State. We might mention them in, in quick hits. I'm not sure. Come out and absolutely blow the mess out of TCU. Oklahoma State's a great team, and Oklahoma's got them now in two weeks. They got to get past Iowa State first. And in terms of Baylor, two very winnable games on their way out. Yeah. Honestly, should finish the regular season with two losses. Hopefully, looking at a Big 12 title berth. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, uh, going forward, I just got news that Lane Kiffin went for another fourth down. He did. The stats told him to. The stats. He didn't get this one either. Was it fourth and 37 from their own 20? No, it was fourth and 26. From their own 30. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 The stats would tell me to go for it too. But Ole Miss handled business. What can you say? It worked out. I mean, Matt Corral injured. Didn't have the rushing we normally see out of him, but – we, well, they say he was injured. He, he, he played phenomenal. Fly. He looked, he fine looked too. like the Matt Corral. Yeah. I mean, they literally probably just cl- snapped another play. They were yeah. they were freaking running a play every seven seconds. It felt like. But uh, to me, the biggest story of this one: Matt Corral played great. Kind of worked his way back, and I'd say kind of into the Heisman conversation. Preach it, brother. But Texas A and M, Zach Calzada. You mentioned it last night on the Twitter. Happy yep. feet, happy feet, happy feet. His defense has to be so upset with him. His defense got. Goal line stand after goal line stand, kept giving Aiden the ball back, gave them opportunities. They had a chance with, I think, halfway through the fourth quarter, down five to score a touchdown. I think yep. they had two chances, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Zach Calzada throws two awful interceptions back-to-back. I mean, just well, – the one was off the receiver's the one, hands. Yeah, the we one won't was. put that well, on him. But, I mean, he, he ices the game for, him, for his team. I mean, essentially, like, I don't know – this kid, and I'd have to go back two four seven to, to know this for sure, but I think he was like the number five overall quarterback in his recruiting class. Just not playing. And the thing about it is, too, you had a chance if you win this game to go to the SEC championship, barring some sort of upset with Alabama, with Arkansas or Auburn, and you just completely knocked your team out of it after you played so well against Alabama. Who was your toughest competition on your schedule? 
Well, I think I have an explanation for that, right? Go for it. I want to it. me, the word of the day is expectations. Yep. Alabama and Texas A&M play, what's the expectation? You're going to lose. Exactly. So you go out there, just, hey, have Ball fun, out. kid. Let's go yep. make history. You come into this day and you're the favorite. Yeah. Everybody's expecting you to win. We're even talking about dark horse playoff candidates. Oh, know, yeah. Oh, first yeah. two loss team because you could probably forgive the Mississippi State loss and, and uh, was it Arkansas that beat them? I think so. Yeah, you it could, was Arkansas. You could forgive those two losses because Zach Calzada is a first-time starter, knocking right. the rust off after uh, Haynes King goes out with the injury. And uh, and and everything's shaping up. You're going, yeah. you know, Oxford, game day, huge. No. Brother, he came out. It felt like the pressure got to him. Oh, yeah. The lights got real freaking yeah. bright. Very reminiscent of uh, Stetson at Alabama. Yeah, oh, yeah, You know, for sure. comes for out. Sure. He's got the Auburn game last year. He gets it rolling, 28-6. We win yeah. that game. So, runs into Alabama, and now, all of a sudden, you're expected to compete. Yeah. There's high expectations. The pressure's on you. Everybody's – you're getting texts all week. Hey, you got to win this one, yeah. man. Big one right here. And so and, – and we saw the result – you mentioned it. I mean, he was he was keeping pace with you know insert high tempo name song here with his feet, and it was just all Ole Miss. You got to give credit to Lane Kiffin. The man made history on game day. He came out. He actually, I guess, picked his own team correctly. I mean, I would um, uh, if you he, picked him against him, wasn't he? he? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. What he I mean? also picks Mississippi State. So I mean, great pick there. And I mean, had the, one really bad pick. Yeah, one. We, we won't mention that one right here. We'll probably <laughs> talk about it a little bit later, but. I mean, to me, the the Texas A&M offense, very poor. Texas A&M defense, I think, played the way we expected. But you got to give the hats off. Ole Miss came out and controlled every side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, honestly, defense, offense, that offense was just clicking. They played very well. And what a comedy of errors the SEC West has become. I agree. I mean, you look at it. Let's just quickly run through it. Arkansas and Alabama early on. You know, Arkansas is the talk of the town. Right. Arkansas runs into a couple teams, doesn't quite get it done. Ole Miss looks really good early. They run into Arkansas, so forth and so on. Auburn, two weeks ago, we're talking about them backdooring their way into an SEC title game. Yeah. They lose now to Mississippi State. They still got to play South Carolina and all and uh, and uh, Alabama, and it's just. Alabama's still on top. I agree. I mean, it's kind of yeah. two as expected. I think Alabama needs one more win to walk to lock up the they West. Do. They need to either beat Arkansas or Auburn. Now, I think that game's on the pl- that game on the plains looks way more winnable. Oh yeah, it looks like the Auburn Tigers are somewhat falling apart to yeah. my dismay because I've been very high on them. Yeah, still a very successful season, but oh, yeah. obviously, let's be honest, you're expected to beat Mississippi State, who it's very quietly having a fantastic season. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, my takeaways are Ole Miss is great, you know, good win for the program. But at the same time, you really did nothing, you know. You you might have put yourself in a better bowl, but, you know, we live in a playoff era where it's either playoff or bust. And for both those teams, unfortunately, it's going to be bust this year. It's just crazy how many teams in the West were were – I'll say potential playoff contenders. Oh yeah, like media darlings. On. Like yeah. everybody was on. We were on them. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, talked yeah. highly of A and M, of Auburn. We talked highly of Arkansas and Ole now, Miss. Dang, and it's yeah. just a comedy of errors. Like who who was Ole Miss's other loss? It was somebody they shouldn't have lost to as well. Ole Miss lost to Alabama and yeah. uh, okay, they beat Arkansas with the two point conversion when Arkansas went for it. Who did they lose to? Auburn. Auburn. Auburn, yeah, yeah that's Auburn right. smacked them. That's right. Auburn beat hey, the brakes off of them. It's like you beat Auburn, you're 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 in prime position here to win the West. With one loss, you go to the SEC championship, you have prime you have a prime opportunity to go to the playoffs. And it's just teams you should beat, you lose to. Yeah. This is Georgia every year for the last four oh, yeah, years. We've been here. We've been, a we've part been of here. It. Yeah. So I mean it, it's crazy. It's just crazy what we've seen. But another uh another big playoff contention game here. Mm. Michigan. Missed this pick by that much. Ooh. 
Gosh, Michigan. I thought I had it. And Michigan? Ben honestly still yeah. felt very good about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would love to introduce this game. Go for uh, it. Michigan, Penn State, uh, in Happy Valley. Obviously, they didn't do the wide out. They used that against Auburn. They normally do that about once a year. And I come out of this game going, what in the Harbaugh? He did it. I mean, yeah. It's a fantastic win. Penn State not being ranked in the top 25 is just a crime. I get it. They lost to Illinois with a quarterback who was held together by duct tape and bubble gum. <laughs> and they go to nine overtime, so forth and so on. You know the story. And I guess maybe now you can't rank them because they lost that game. But that is a great team. They took Ohio State to the ropes. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State runs away in the fourth quarter, but that's a great game. But, man, Michigan – the defensive effort by Michigan. Oh, yeah. They come out and they hold it down. They get the win 21-17. Penn State also played really, really oh, well. Yeah. Absolutely. But I come out of this game so impressed by Michigan. And let's be honest, Ohio State handles business against Sparty. Oh, yeah. You're one game away beating – got to beat Maryland this right. coming week right. from possibly the game of the year. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, obviously hate week is coming. Ohio State, Michigan, don't either of them get caught looking early, handle right. business this next week. But, man, hats off to Harbaugh. He's coaching. Yeah. I mean, the man's coaching. I mean, you look at this game and where they're at right now, and you almost – you got to be sick to your stomach that you were up 30-16 to 16 oh, on yeah. a not – an ungood Michigan State team. On I the agree. road, all you had to do was close out. I agree. So is so is football though. Overall though, I mean this is this is a very clean game. Both teams only had one turnover, lost a fumble. Penn State did have three fumbles total, but they got two of them back. Caden McNamara deserves a round of applause though. Nineteen of twenty nine, two hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns. Hassan Haskins, thirty one carries, one hundred fifty six yards. Man, I mean like what a combo for them two there. I think Michigan right now is set up more better than anybody. Them and Ohio State right now is going to be the clash of the century. Assuming oh, that, that could be game of the year, oh, yeah. man. Assuming both of them handle business up until that point, obviously uh, Ohio State's got to play Michigan State this year, this week. Should, should win it. Should win it. They're I mean, a 20-point favorite. They're a 20-point <laughs> favorite. Shouldn't be a question there. But, man, this, this game could come down to deciding which Big Ten team enters the playoff. Oh, I think – and I think it will. I think it will, yeah. I mean – Honestly, and let's just preview it right now, that, that game we're referencing. It's big offense versus big defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michigan has, in, in a lot of categories, our number two defense in the country, you know, right in front of Oklahoma State. And you're looking at uh, Ohio State, who has a very proficient offense. Yeah. Which offense are, are you going to get the offense of Ohio State that played this week or the one that ran up into Nebraska and only put up about 23 points? I agree. I don't know, but – Let's that's be honest, sev- that's that- several teams that are in that oh, conversation every ton- week. Oh my gosh, yes, that's like a you could in, you could click and copy paste. That's like about, Oklahoma. If you've got an Oklahoma offense, we've seen same with sometimes. Alabama, same yeah. with A and M, same yeah. with Auburn, same with Ole Miss. Yeah. You literally could run it's down just, the table. It, yeah, it's a table. But yes, uh, takeaways from this game. Uh, I don't Harbaugh's hur- hurdle. That's not bad. Harbaugh's hurdle has been uh, has been Ohio State. Yeah, I think it's seven seasons now, zero and seven. Right, and it's going to come to I hate I hate it for him. But it's going to come down to that. Oh, yeah, for I sure. mean, let's be honest, bar and disaster, you beat Maryland. Yeah. They beat Michigan State. That's what's expected. Let's right. be honest, you're both pretty big points favorites. And then you meet, yeah. and the better man's going to win, and it's going to come down to that. You win, you're probably in. I think I think any team from the East beats any team from the West I agree. Point. I agree, bar and disaster. So, you beat the Scarlet and Silver, you're probably in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I, I like the op, I like the chances very much of a one loss Big Ten team going. I think everybody does. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, hats off to Harbaugh, man. Absolutely. So that block M was, you know. Oh yeah, it's, for sure. It's gonna be well fun. done. So I'm, I'm gonna eat a little crow here, and I think you might be with me on this one. But uh, gosh, a, darn a lot of the talking heads in college football might not go back on this, but everybody was saying it. I don't care what nobody says. I, you all, dang right. All brother. week, all week. all week, it was upset alert. Tennessee is gonna upset Georgia in Neyland Stadium. I was worried going in this game. They did it so much, to, yep. which I'm gonna be honest. The national media didn't scare me as much yeah. as being a lifelong Georgia fan right, scared me. Right. I think for me it was the combination of the talk and then I know how good Hendon Hooker is. Exactly. Yes. And so we get well, let's let's just set it up right here. We roll into Neyland. Have at it. We roll into Neyland. Checkerboard, three thirty, CBS, the blackout, beautiful weather. They're blackout. They're wearing black because they're going to their own funeral. I love Scott Cochran's <laughs> comment, even though that was about us when he <laughs> first made it. Oof. But so as soon as the game starts, something we didn't know about till the game starts. There is a stomach bug going around Flu. the Georgia team. Seven players have it, a few starters. We come to find out about halfway through, I think, in the second quarter, it's most of the D-line. Some of them couldn't even finish the game. Jalen Carter had to wind up coming out because he was sick. I read a stat on him, and yeah. I just now that because you mentioned that, I'll jump to that. He played a half of football. They said he had a 100-degree fever. That's crazy. He made 10% of his, flight, 10% of his plays uh, – Oh, no. He made 10% of the tackles on defense. That's insane. For the game with 100-degree fever a until they pulled him what out. Most people freaking won't even clock in for work on yeah. a desk job oh, yeah. if they got 100-degree fever. But, I mean, uh, Tennessee. And it was like 40 yeah. degrees on the field, too. Oh, yeah. It's cold. Oh, it's cold. But Tennessee gets the ball first, immediately scores. You're starting to get in your panic mode like, what in what the world going on? Uh-oh. We end the first quarter. Tennessee's up 10-7. to George never looked back. 17 unanswered points in the second quarter. Go into halftime up 24 to 10. Winds up winning this game 41 17. Stetson Bennett, at this point, I think you got to lock him in as a starter for oh, this team. Oh, he is your guy. He's, Are, he's, completely yeah. earned and deserved. I don't care what anybody thinks. Your opinion doesn't matter. My opinion yep. doesn't matter. Kirby Smart has now let you know. I, I get what he says in the press conference. It, we we want to give our team the best chance to week, week after week. We'll evaluate it week to week. No, until further catastrophe, Stetson Bennett is your guy. He literally has not had a bad game. He played one game at Florida where he had two bad throws. Guess how yep. many bad throws your Matt Corral had last night? Oh, or, yeah. I mean, you look at any insert very good quarterback name here, they're going to have bad throws. The lease isn't as short as I think we thought it was. Right. Stetson is playing fantastic. The plays he made with his feet last night. Absolutely. Absol the, the quarterback scramble. I mean, the, yeah, the QB scramble that he made there for the touchdown – about the 20-yard scramble, yeah. Oh, yeah. just must-see offense. Let's be honest, Georgia hangs their hat on the defense. They have the number one defense in the country, possibly yep. the greatest defense to ever play college football. That is a narrative. I'll let you all talk that out. I don't really care. But the offense is becoming must-watch. Coming into Saturday, you know what the most yards per, uh, per average play was? The highest, it's not Ole Miss, it's not Alabama, it's not Tennessee, it's Georgia. Oh, yeah. Behind your five foot ten walk-on third-string yeah. quarterback, Stetson, the and mailman. Let's, let's not uh, overlook James Cook. James Cook had another career night. Come on, 147. Ten, ten carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns, also had one through the air, that perfect wheel route. I mean, oh, like, that was beautiful. Beautiful throw and catch. But Hinton Hooker had a great game. Hinton Hooker, all game, was, was very consistent. Obviously, the, I think the pressure got to him le later in the game. The defensive, uh, he had, I don't know how many sacks he had. He had a few, but. I think, well, I mean, Tyndall, I think Tyndall had three sacks of I his know, own. Tyndall was, including Tyndall the forced was a, fumble a there. man that, on a oh mission. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, Hendon Hooker played great. Just it, the defensive front is what causes so much. I mean, cause interceptions, several overthrows. But, 
again, I think, and I try to not do this because I know, you know, some people may call bias on Just this. Just don't say anything you don't, you're going to regret. I'm not going to say anything I'm not going to regret. I'm saying right now, I think after what the media attention was for his game this week, Georgia's spacing between George and everybody else just got a little bit oh, further for out. Sure, for sure. And that, and we tweeted it out. That was the only thing I really cared about going going after the game was let's not forget, you know, with that, that the national – uh, conversation was that this game will be close. Right. Obviously, you referenced it earlier. Lane Kiffin picks Tennessee. He yeah. says it's a dangerous place to play. He knows better than anybody. That was actually a really funny yeah, joke. A funny I dug joke. that. I chuckled. Um, Lee Corso said Georgia would beat him by five. You know, Kirk talked about it being close, so Kirk, forth and so Kirk on. Kirk said he wanted to go with Tennessee. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did say that. And I understand that. Right. But – you know, that's just like anything else in life. If you think something's going to be close and they blow them out, it's even more impressive. Yeah, I, agree. I do love that nobody's making a big deal of the 17 points. Yeah. Georgia gives up the most points they've ever given. and But I think the one thing that we can't ignore, uh, Kirby Smart mentioned it in his, in his press conference, and he's probably doing some stat damage as well, which I don't mind. He comes out and he says, y'all keep into consideration the second half of the football game they had four downs every time they got the football. Oh, yeah. You know how hard it is to stop a proficient offense on four downs? when, Especially when your quarterback's balling and he runs That's like what I'm does. saying. It's a, Tennessee has a great offense. And to only, hold them, to only hold them to seven more points after that, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean. And I will say this. This is the last thing I personally have to say about this game. But for Tennessee, if they hadn't had all those people transfer out, I think if they had waited to Holy see crap. what Josh yes. Heupel could do for this yes. team, Tennessee would have been dangerous this year. They lost. They I can't remember. I think they posted twelve transfers on defense they had last year, and a lot of them are playing great football. Look Henry, at Henry, Henry Toad. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, that was I'm the, right there with you. They're so. playing fan. I mean, look at uh, Ty Chandler, the yeah. running back for UNC. Oh yeah, absolutely balling. I mean, yeah, so, I'm right there with I, you. I think if they had just hung on a little bit to see what coaching they would hit, what they would have, I think Tennessee would be really dangerous, but. I agree with you, man. Well, that'll do it for the Bash Brothers Week in Review. Again, that was about four of the best games we saw that we believed deserved a really deep dive into it. Hopefully hopefully you enjoy that analysis. Uh, let's see here. It's that time again, man. It is that time again. You're going to start us off. This will be segment two. This is a quick hit. It's a two-minute offense. We're about to run through, you know, a handful of games that we didn't necessarily thought deserved a deep dive into but we want to mention it to you. Share our quick thoughts. We'll go back and forth tennis racket style. Jordan, are you ready? I reckon so. We can right, do this. Start us off, man. Got Thursday little, night football. A little Thursday night Great action. football game. Have at it. Uh, North Carolina coming off that big upset of Wake Forest last week. Goes in the pit and does not come away with the win. Pitt takes this game 30-23 to in overtime. Kenny Pickett, another Heisman caliber game here, 25-43, 346 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Sam Howell gets another 296 yards through the air and another two touchdowns, but not enough to get it done. Pitt takes this win. We got some Friday Night Lights in Ohio. Some would, see, some would say possibly the best team in Ohio. Number five, Cincinnati goes and plays USF. USF, honestly, has a pretty good night for a 2-8 and eight team. They put up 28 points on Cincinnati, but Cincinnati finally gets a little bit of offense going. Desmond Ritter, pretty dang good game. 31-39, 304 yards, two touchdowns. Does have the pick, but you put up 300 yards in the bank and a couple TDs. We're pretty happy with that performance. Cincinnati gets the win, 45-28. I don't know how this is fair, but Bama gets a third bye week for this season. They beat New Mexico State at home 59-3. Bryce Young, what a game. 21-23, 270 yards, five touchdowns. Brian Robertson Jr. carries the ball nine times for 99 yards, two touchdowns. Not a whole lot to say here. Just an all-out dominance by the number two team in the country. 
the number four team in the country, Ohio State, some would say the best team in Ohio, gets the spoiler makers. Can the spoiler makers do it for the third time this season? Unfortunately, they cannot. The Ohio State offense comes alive. C.J. Stroud, 31-38, 361 yards and five tutties. Count them, one, two, three, four, five, as Ohio State and that electric offense gets the win, 59-31. Michigan State looking to bounce back at home against Maryland here. Takes the dub 40-21. to 20, 40 to 21. Sorry about that. Peyton Thorne, 22 of 30, 287 yards, four touchdowns. Kenneth Walker the third, another great game out of him. 30 carries for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Talia Togavadoa goes 350 yards through the air with two touchdowns, but was not enough. Michigan State looks to keep rolling. Your number nine team in the country in front of touchdown Jesus. Notre Dame, a dark horse candidate for the playoff, and if a little bit more chaos can happen, played Virginia. Can Armstrong go? Unfortunately, he cannot. Still dealing with the rib injury that he uh, that he got there, and he tried pregame warm-ups, didn't quite work out, little JT Daniel situation for him. And let's be honest, Jack Cohn and the Notre Dame fighting Irish keep it rolling, 15-20, to 20, 132 yards, three tutties, and Notre Dame gets a big win, 28-3, and they really are looking very good quietly. Number 10, Oklahoma State on the hunt for that Big 12 title game and playoff contention here. Absolutely decimates TCU 63-17. Spencer Sanders, 17-25, 235 yards for the touchdown. Dominic Richardson goes on the ground for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Oklahoma State goes to clean it up the last couple weeks of the season. Number 12, Wake Forest gets NC State at home for honestly – not quite, but an ACC championship game lock-in. They break NC State's hearts and mine and Jordan's because, yes, we picked <laughs> NC State. A late-night shootout. Defense not required. 45-42. Let's see. Sam Hartman continues to have a great game, great season. Not the best game in the world, but serviceable. 20 of 47, 293 touchdowns. He had the three picks. They had the turnover bug. They didn't play defense, but at the end of the night, they score three more points and get the win at home to keep all dreams alive but let's be honest the playoff shot looking a little dicey minnesota on the road to number 20 iowa here battle of attrition defenses whatever you want to call this here iowa survives 27 to 20 27 to 22 kai thomas from minnesota was able to get 126 yards on the ground just was not enough here uh, alex padilla for iowa 11 to 24 206 yards two touchdowns iowa looking for that uh big 10 title game Yes, it was. Mississippi State rolls into the Plains, and it was Spirit the Eagles' last flight. Honestly, one of the single greatest college football traditions. If you can ever get to the Plains and watch that happen, assuming obviously they're going to get a backup Eagle, you need to make sure and do that. Now, I only watched half of this ballgame, so Auburn dominated. Is that correct, Jordan? Uh, no. Exactly. 28-3 at halftime. Auburn's up. Mississippi State comes out and scores 40 straight points. They said the air raid offense would not work in the SEC. Well, it working in the SEC, and it worked on the Plains. Will Rogers comes out and just lights it up. 44 of 55, 415, and 6 tutties. Count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I'm about to run out of breath. Mississippi State, massive comeback win. Largest in school history. Mississippi State Bulldogs gets the dub. 43-34. Shifting gears now to NCAA men's basketball. Oh, wait, that's football. Florida wins at home 70-52. to what? Against Samford. They were a 35-point favorite in this game, and they almost covered, but, man, 52 points of Samford, something. But Emory Jones, 464 yards to the air, six touchdowns and one touchdown on the ground. Man was all over the yard and winds up winning this ballgame for Florida 70-52. to 
Let's see here. Arkansas and LSU, a college kicker situation? Maybe so. It took overtime, but Arkansas and Sam Pittman quietly now bouncing back in the SEC. They had the loss to Ole Miss in overtime or when they went for two, but Ole Miss goes into LSU and gets the dub, a night game at Death Valley. Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Are we here in parity in the SEC West, or are we not? I believe we are. A massive final overtime win, college kicker, 16-13. The horns are back, except not quite. Kansas beats Texas on the road 57-56 in overtime, their first Big 12 win since 2008. Jalen Daniels for the Jayhawks goes 21 of 30, 202 yards, three touchdowns. Casey Thompson, my lord, son, 358 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, but was not enough. Texas falls at home to the Jayhawks. And to renew, not necessarily renew, but we finally have a new winner in one of the single greatest rivalries in college football, FSU versus Miami. Miami quietly having a great season under Van Dyke when they made that change, and they run up into uh, FSU. FSU gets the game at home, and Dope Campbell was absolutely rocking. No wide left, no historic blown loss, just Travis Jordan, and I mean Jordan Travis in a great game, 18-26, 274, and FSU. FSU breaks a five-game losing streak to the U and gets the win 31-28. Such a good win for Norvell in that program. Really is, and that'll do it for quick hits, a two-minute offense. Yep. Let me tell you something, dude. That is fantastic for FSU. I completely yep, agree. I agree. The, the state of Florida, in terms of football, is just a comedy of errors. Hey, yeah. Oh, my gosh, bro. Breaking news, Dan Mullen has been fired and relieved of his duties. Bro. I'm just kidding. I'm just practicing. You're, you're, you're just practicing. Lying. I'm just practicing. Just practicing. <laughs> Did you know? And I think I might have mentioned this to you before. This was the only like the seventh time in history that uh, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Texas lost in the same day. That is crazy. That's pretty impressive. I mean, let's be honest. A Sooner, an Aggie, and a Longhorn walked into the bar. Bartender says, "What do you have?" And all three of them said, "We'll take a loss." He said, "Coming right up." Don't quit your day job. I'm, I'm just, uh, I mean, yeah. if it's stand-up comedy that I'm looking for, I mean, I think I'm all looking these, hard. All these comedians have a job, and you're... Yeah, to, to quote the great E.C. Bridges, yeah, million exactly. comedians, all of them unemployed. Oh, man, heck yeah. All right, bro, playoff. There, well, there is a, So you're telling me there's a playoff. There is a playoff. Um, What did you think about the latest rankings? Obviously, we filmed this on Sunday. The playoff right. rankings come out on Tuesday. We've even seen teams that were ranked now now have lost, obviously looking at you Sooners. Yeah. Uh, what did you, I think the main talking point is this. Michigan, Michigan State. What did Sparty. you think? I mean, I know. I, I'm going to explode on this I know podcast. you are. <laughs> is, it, is it contradictory? Yes, 100%. It's contradictory from what they did the week before. I still say losses have to mean something at some point. Michigan came off a big win that week. Michigan State lost. I understand why you put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Also, let's be honest, is Michigan the better team? Do you think Michigan's the better oh, team? Oh, 100%. If we're talking about four best teams in the playoff, I think that has to come into play too. They both have a loss now. I mean, to me, what shoots the committee in the foot is they went head-to-head the week one, and then week two they're like, eh, well, you know, it doesn't matter as much. I, I think this it's just more evidence for a playoff expansion and how subjective these rankings are. That that I definitely agree with. Um, but yes, I, I'm I'm actually not going to blow a gasket as much as I because I've had a lot of time to calm down. Uh, just to sum up my thoughts, I freaking hate that Michigan was ranked ahead of Michigan State. Twelve days after Michigan State beat them, I hate that. And, and and I'm with you on the argument of, do I think Michigan's the best team? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I 100% do. 
And if that's the case, I even heard the argument, well, if they play nine out of ten times and who's going to win the most times, well, then just put the teams in a computer and simulate it. Yeah. There has to be something said for winning the game. Now, you look at Texas A&M. They beat Alabama head-to-head. Should yeah. they be above Alabama? No, the resumes are different. One has two losses. The other has one. I agree. Um, it's also different if you beat somebody in week two and we have 12 more weeks of football to establish it on and we can reanalyze and look. Yeah. There is no reason, especially coming off week one and the trends the committee set, that Michigan State should have been ranked behind Michigan. I absolutely hate it. But uh, then again, all of these things will work itself out. I, I think that's one reason why you you almost question the committee even more. They caught so much heck over this. Everybody yeah, jumped down their throat. Why make this decision and bring all this ire on your back when you didn't have to? I agree. They're yeah. going to play. Yeah. They're going to work. I mean, well, they played. I'm saying other games will be played, and all of these things will be worked out. I think the yeah. only other thing left to talk about in that is um, – Purdue jumps up high up there from unranked right. to 19th. Yep. Obviously, they probably won't be there on Tuesday night after taking the loss to Ohio State. But the other thing, we all thought Alabama would move. Yeah. They didn't. They did not. Um, I think I understand that, too, after hearing the the chairman's uh, explanation of it. Right. Oh, I just heard my doorbell. Our groceries are here. My dog's fixing to start barking. Uh, let's see. And that is that every other team struggled. Right. right, Oregon in the monsoon game yeah. struggled. I use air quotes there. Uh, Oklahoma didn't play. They didn't move. Uh, you saw Cincinnati struggle, Tulsa. Right. You saw Ohio State struggle, Nebraska. If one of those teams would have come out and just absolutely slapped their opponent, yeah, I, I think you would have seen that move. So I understand those those decisions. Anything else you want to mention, or you want to start ranking some teams? I, I think yeah. I mean, obviously we're going to get our uh, our uh, the rankings Tuesday night, so that's something to look out for. But more importantly than the committee rankings, we got our rankings. We do, and and let's and dude, I have seen the why. I mean, you, you everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's ranking these teams different. I told you, Lugan be on championship drive had Notre Dame at six. Yeah, and honestly, not a terrible placement. I don't no. think. Is it different? Is it crazy? Yeah. Yes, but, I mean, right now, it depends on what metric you look at. So, yeah. I'll let you start it off yeah. if you're ready. Which, going off that, too, I think at this point in the season, you could probably make an argument for any team 1 through 10 to be just about, in the top yeah. 6. Yeah. Uh, I'll start out. Number 6. Wake Forest. I'm just kidding. No. Go ahead. Cincinnati. I mean, honestly, I, I, at this point in the season, I do very much think Cincinnati's going to be in the top 4 at the end of the year with how much chaos there's been. I assume one of these – the two to two to three, two through three are probably going to have another loss somewhere. Probably going to make way for Cincinnati, but Cincinnati seventeen point win a USF looks better. Definitely, but you still should be winning by more. And obviously, you shouldn't probably be giving up twenty eight points to uh, USF. So for that reason, I'm putting Cincinnati at six. First two team out. I'll continue to leave Cincinnati out. I've I had them out last week. Uh, I think they are the ones that benefit the most from Oklahoma losing. There's definitely a crack there in that armor now. There's some teams ahead of them. They still need a little bit of chaos. But the possibility of Cincinnati being in is there. I'm going to go six, Oklahoma State University. Um, I think their prospect looks great. Uh, massive blowout win at TCU, only giving up 17 points, third best defense in the country, and now it looks like their offense might be starting to wake up. Uh, big game coming up, obviously, Bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, one loss versus one loss, hopefully when they get there. As of now, I like the Cowboys a lot. They got a lot to prove. I yep. think they also need some help in front of them, but I will leave them at six. My number five team is going to be Michigan. 
what what can I say that I hadn't already said? Michigan comes out, great win versus Penn State, hostile environment. David Pollock says it best, one of the hardest things to do in college football is to go win on the road. They do it versus a great Big Ten opponent in Happy Valley. A lot of work to do for them as well. Right. Got to handle Michigan, uh, Michigan uh, Maryland. Got to handle, obviously, the Ohio State University and then a Big Ten title game. But right now, number five, Michigan. Yep. I'm with you on number five, Michigan. Obviously, a big road win this week against Penn State. That place is tough to play. I don't care if it's noon, 3.30, 10, whatever you want to say. Right now. Penn State. Yeah, right now. Penn actually might be pretty empty right now. Penn State is a very tough place to play. Handle business. Like you said, they can't get caught looking against Maryland next week. They're a 14 half point favorite. They should be able to handle business easily. But Michigan has everything right in front of them. You win the next two games, you win your Big Ten title, you're in the top four. Not a question. Number four, the team that might keep them out, Ohio State University. Ohio State looked dominant against uh, Purdue. Defense is not great. They're they're being carried by their offense right now. C.J. Stroud's playing phenomenally. They are a picture of inconsistency on yeah. offense and defense. They are. You they just are. don't know what team's going to roll they their are. scarlet helmet or silver and helmet out there. If you if you get the Ohio State that plays great offense, they're going to be scary. You no just doubt. don't know that. But for right now, Ohio State's my number four team. I'm right there with you. Rinse and repeat. Uh, the Ohio State will be my number four team. Uh, great win versus Purdue. Uh, obviously, they're more hyper-aware of what Purdue could do after they have beaten Iowa and Michigan State. We actually called that one pretty accurately. We said Ohio State would would know what was coming, right. and they'd come out and make a statement. I'm with you. They give up a little too many points on defense for my liking. Uh, that's not going to work versus Michigan, who is going to play great defense. But they get it done. I think they should handily uh, handle Michigan State. We'll preview and predict that game coming up, which obviously I just spoiled who I'm thinking I'm going with. Uh, as of now, my number four, uh, the Ohio State University. And I'm going to make a change at three. Okay. You might have made the same change. I don't know. But I'm going to move Oregon down. Okay. Uh, they they have the monsoon game at Washington. Uh, Washington, breaking news, today has fired their head coach. Um and, uh, and and honestly, I gave him a lot of props for that win. Right. To go, you know, on the road, college football, night game, Pac-12 after dark in the monsoons, well done. But I didn't like the way they struggled here versus Washington State. Yeah. Uh, you know, the game's tied at halftime, 14-all. I think we're, we're just in the point where if we are looking at eye test, obviously head-to-head, I still have them ahead of Ohio State. They beat Ohio State very handily. Uh, we've got to start really looking at these minuscule differences. And I know those fall a lot opinion heavy, uh, statistical analysis and whatnot. But I just I don't like the way they struggled at Washington State. Obviously, they still get a, a solid win there. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna move them down one to uh, Oregon at three. I got you. I'm going the same way. Oregon at three. Oregon has a scary game this coming week against Utah at home yes, or, they uh, do. on the road. Yes, they so do. So we'll see what happens there. If Oregon handles business against Utah, I think they're set up perfectly to essentially just skate into the playoffs. But We'll see what happens. That's another story for another know. day, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Oregon right now, the head-to-head matchup against Ohio State, I'll give it to them. I, I still don't like it. I still think Ohio State's a better team overall, but just because of that, I will give it to Oregon. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, if Oregon handles business against Utah next week, I think that they, they're going to look good to the committee. So, we'll see what happens there. Number two, I'll go ahead and give mine. It's Alabama. I think everybody It's going to be rinse and repeat. Yeah, so it's, it's Alabama. Honestly, there's nothing to really judge Alabama on this week. They played great, but it's New Bryce Mexico Young State. had a fantastic game. He did have game. a fantastic Holy game. Holy cow, lit it up. It is New Mexico State, though. So, I mean, you know, we're going to have to see what they do in the next two weeks. You're going to have to dominate Arkansas and Auburn to really stay in that number two spot. 
But and you got to win too. That's another thing. That's a different conversation. At one time yesterday, uh, I'll start the story here. I told Jordan, I said, I wonder what the betting odds were on New Mexico State scoring first. Yeah. Right? Because they were up three to nothing. At one time, New Mexico State is up on Alabama. At the same time, UConn, who's like one and seven, yeah. or I don't know if they even have a win, is up on Clemson. So, what what would that parlay look like? I bet that at one point UConn will score first and be up on Clemson, and New Mexico State will score first and be up on Alabama. I'm sure somebody made a lot of money. Oh my gosh, put a hundred dollars cash on that, and you are turning that around nice. I'm with you, Alabama. Great game versus a, a very weak opponent, New Mexico State. But they did what they were supposed to do. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. shellack them. And then, uh, obviously, Georgia is the number one team absolutely. in the country. Uh, we've we've already you know given them props. Uh, you know, great game versus Tennessee. And uh, you know, you travel, go yep, to Rocky Top, absolutely. get the win. Stetson Bennett. Uh, we should now get everybody healthy. Hopefully, we had yep. a couple injuries, and then uh, prepare for whoever we meet in December. Yep. I mean, absolutely, Georgia number one here. That's not even a question. Should be easy, eleven and zero. After next week, it's Charleston Southern, and then obviously you can't look past Georgia Tech. But no, you every, can't. They've been sneaky. They've they, been sneaky. They they've been sneaky competitive this season for but sure. But everything on paper says you should dominate Georgia Tech. So right, Georgia. Georgia should should be in the best position to skate on into uh, championship week with the conference championship. So. We'll see what happens there, but yeah. I'm with you. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised we agreed on the top four because I was, I was very confident that I was going to move Oregon. And then, yeah. so, you know, we, we think a lot alike. I think that's why the podcast benefits. I think we got we got different opinions and we talk them out well. And then I think with the obvious stuff, we tend to agree. Yeah. Speaking of agreeing, picking predictions, it is now time. Is this week 12 or 11? It is week 12. Week 12 pick. We are almost done with college football. That is so sad, man. That is so sad. seems like just yesterday we were doing our preseason thing, which I can't wait back to go through all that and see how we did. We have two more weeks of regular season college football. Two more weeks of college football. Hey, it's like I tell my wife all the time, listen, I get about 17 days out of the year to do this. So you're just going to have to, you know, Hold down the fort for me because we got to watch some football. All right, let's start it off here with, I think, a sneaky good game. Nevada broke both mine and your hearts in a game that Carson Strong should have won. I've picked them twice this year. I'm now 0-2 with them in head-to-head matchups. 7-3 Air Force versus 7-3 Nevada in Las Vegas. Nevada is not actually Las Vegas. In Nevada, they get them at home. They open up as a one-point favorite. What's the FPI on it? Uh, FPI is Nevada Right at sixty six percent. That's honestly pretty good. All right, I'll let you pick it. I don't even. I don't. You're really, six. You're six ahead of me, so I got to just start switching picks. Yeah, so I, can catch I don't you. really want to pick them again, but I mean, I feel like I feel like Strong's gonna have a back, bounce back game. I feel like Nevada's gonna have a bounce back game. They're at home. They're the points favorite. 50-50 game, you go with the home team. I'm gonna pick Nevada in this one. Mama's rule of college football, and you know what they say, Jordan. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, I'm an idiot. Well, guess what? I'm an idiot. I'm going with Nevada too. It's the right pick. It's the one you got to go with. I feel pretty confident this will be back on Pick'em Board. Yeah. Pick'em Board likes Nevada. They like these late-night yeah. Nevada games. They like them a lot. Uh, but, yeah, give me Nevada to win, and obviously I'll cover. You like the cover? Minus right. one. Minus two. Oh, it, oh it's, it's changed. It's minus two. They opened, minus at, two. they opened at minus oh, one. Dang, when I did the show notes, it's already changing. That should tell you even more. Yeah. Go with Nevada. Yeah, go with Nevada. I'm going to go with the cover. Uh, let's Big 12 matchup here. Iowa State rolling into Oklahoma. Oklahoma's looking for a bounce-back game here. We don't know who they're going to start at quarterback. Most likely Caleb Williams. We'll see who Lincoln Riley Shoot, decides to I don't to go know. With. I think Spencer Rattler's better, man. Uh, I really do. I think that. I know you maybe get some turnovers, but, I mean, 
Caleb Williams just played against the best defense, that, that one of the best defenses that you're going to play. Obviously, they still have to play Bedlam in Oklahoma State. And, and man, that he just looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah. That one where yeah. he tried to throw it out of bounds and it just didn't go far enough and it's a clear, easy pick. I don't even know if he – I think he just tried to throw it away and just he, didn't know he, where out of bounds was. He probably did. Because it was very far in bounds. Yeah, he was trying to dip, dodge, dive, yeah. dip, and dodge. See how I worked that in there this week? I don't, yeah, I did. I like it. You I like love it. it. You love it. Um, what The spread was five. Is it still five? Still five. Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma gets him at home, which I think helps out. Yeah. Dude – Iowa State is playing good football. I mean, they've they've shellacked they shellacked Iowa. You know, they shellacked Texas. I mean, why do I, I get it? Oklahoma is a brand. Jumpman, you know, Sooners playoffs. They're not good. They no. should have lost to Kansas. And is Iowa State better than Kansas? Heck yeah, they are. I know it's at home. Iowa State beats them. I'm sorry. I mean, they don't even know who their quarterback is. That's true. I gotta I, go Iowa I, State, I, so obviously give me Iowa State in the points. I got I gotta go with the bounce back game from Oklahoma here. And granted, I could be wrong. And granted, I might not even go this way on pick them when it comes out because I know it's probably gonna they be. They have pick not played a good game yet. They I agree yeah, with everybody that. like hopped up the Texas Tech game. Well, yeah. they fired their head coach three days before the game. They didn't even have a head yeah. coach. And yeah, they put up fifty points on them. They also let Texas Tech score thirty. <laughs> I'm going with Oklahoma in the bounce back, but I'm going with the under. I don't think they get them by five. So, that, that, that's where I'm going with that one. Come on, Cyclones. Just put them out of their misery, which Let's, I do want to see a competitive Bedlam game. So, yeah. if it's, a, you know, 10-1 and one versus 10-1 and one or whatever, I'd I love to that. see that too. But I think Iowa State yeah. wins. So, uh, I, th- this shouldn't be the way it is, but it's the way it is. College football, you know, is what it is. Number Actually, 12. This season. Number 12, 9-1 Wake Forest is playing 7-3 <laughs> Clemson at home. I, I don't even know anymore. You pick it. I don't care. Oh, that is funny, man. I, lo- I like the attitude there. Obviously, Jordan's kidding, but this with this, this is – I mean, I picked NC State because NC State has the second-best defense in the country. Yeah. NC State loses by three. Yeah. Well, guess who – I said country. I meant ACC. Guess who has the best defense in the ACC? Clemson. The Clemson Tigers, seven and three. And we always tell you, look at the spread. Vegas is telling you something. Who opens up as the favorite, Jordan? It's Clemson by and four. It, by four, the spread's already moved. It did open at three and a half when I checked the standings this morning in Vegas. Caesars is telling me to go with Clemson. I think Wake Forest is a bad team. Defense is optional. Obviously, they have an incredible offense. Yeah. Give me the best defense. Defense still wins championships, and that is something I've hung my hat on this season. I agree. I like. I really do. I like Clemson in this game. They get them at home. Yeah, Clemson Death has Valley. still. They've quietly had a good season. Yeah. I understand. I agree. We were down on them early. As we should have been, we expected them to be a playoff contender, number one, two, three team in the country. They're now seven and three with a complete chance to go to the ACC title game and win it. Right. Give me Clemson and I'll have them cover at four. Yeah, I mean, Wake Forest don't play defense. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, DJ not a great quarterback so far. So far. I think you and I might can score a touchdown on Wake Forest's defense. Will Shipley hasn't had a great year at running back, but I mean, I think this is a perfect game for them to kind of establish their offense and see. Yeah, put your foot in the dirt and go after it. I, I, I take. Give me the defense and Clemson here. We'll see what happens. I could be wrong again. Sam Hartman had like a, a fairly bad game. He had like three interceptions. He really did. Yeah. So could this could this defense cause more of that? I think so. Give me Clemson. Give me the cover. I like it. I like it. I'm with you right there. All right. Uh, this is where SEC Nation will be. Um, honestly, I feel like this is more of a point spread pick em, a little Vegas gamble pick em instead of a straight-up pick em, unless you want to shock the world. Very true. Tuscaloosa. So, we're, so SEC Nation's heading to Tuscaloosa. We got Bama versus Arkansas, Sam Pittman versus Nick Saban. 
And uh, obviously, Bama is the favorite. They're the home team. They're looking really good. Uh, Arkansas still quietly. They're ranked in the in the CFP. Right. They're uh, seven and three, having a pretty dang good season. And you're looking at you know. They had a bounce of ball game versus Ole Miss that yep. could have went their way, and they'd be eight and two, and this game would have a little bit more shine on it. Bama opens up as a twenty point favorite. Has that line moved? Twenty and a half. Twenty and a hook now. The hook will get me. Go under. Uh, I don't think Bama puts twenty on them. Uh, I'll 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 eat crow if I'm wrong. I would say Bama by seventeen. I don't think Bama covers, but obviously Bama wins. I, I do think I do think KJ Jefferson's the style of quarterback that Bama struggles with. That, that hard, hard and runner, yeah. yeah, the physical quarterback. But the, Arkansas has an okay defense. I, I don't think they're going to stop Bryce Young. I don't think they're going to annoy him too much. I think Bama wins. I, I'm going to go with the over. I think Bama wins by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, give me Bama with the over. I love how you call the over by half a point. Well, I'm saying at least over, three. A half. 21, 20 and a hook. The Hey, the hook will get you, the bro. The hook will get you sometimes. The hook will get that's you. Why that's why I don't bet on games. I was going to say, that's why it's there. That is why it is there. The hook will get you. All right. Battle of the hot seat. Battle for your job. Battle possibly. of the SEC East Titans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's terrible, man. I'm sorry we're joking so much here. But Florida, who has just been... I mean, hashtag down bad. Are we using it here? I think so. Hashtag yeah. down bad for Dan Mullen, man. Uh, Florida fans are obviously calling for his job. He's got an FSU game coming up in two weeks. He, God and Lord knows he better win. Oh, yeah. But this week, he's got to go to Missouri. Yeah. I have an interview at the University of Missouri Optometry School this Friday. Oh, I didn't know that. So, bro, I'm not going to be one of those people who pick people because of that. Um. Well, Lane Kiffin went to hospital in Minnesota. So, <laughs> so he picked Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Um, he also got a mustard bottle thrown at him at Tennessee, so I guess that's why he picked them too. Yeah. I really do like Missouri in this game, man. I think what does – so you see the video, right? The locker room video, Florida after the Sanford win. Dancing. And they're going nuts. Yeah, like I agree. They just beat, you know, Alabama or something. Yeah, I agree. If the team who competed against Alabama shows up, They'll beat Missouri by 30 points. If the team who played Sanford on Saturday shows up, they'll lose. I think this half the season, I'm looking at the Kentucky game. I'm looking at the LSU game. I'm looking at the Sanford game. Yeah. I'm looking at, you know, last – I think that's the team that shows up. I think that's who they are. I think Dan Mullen is losing this program, and he oh, better be very careful if he wants to stay yeah. in the swamp. Give me the home team. I'm going Missouri. I like it. My issue with this game here is Missouri's awful. Absolutely awful. If Connor Bazelek is healthy and plays. Yeah, if that, Connor that's Bazelek, a big if too. Which that running quarterback they played against yeah. Georgia, he played well. Yeah. But if Connor Bazelek's not there, give me at Florida. The but thing, I think he will be. The, 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 I'm going to pick Florida here. I'm going to go ahead and give it away. The reason I'm going to pick Florida here, though, is as bad as Florida's defense is, Missouri's that much worse on defense. And I, I like – the the ability so was Samford. Well, that's true too. But I mean, hey, they put up seventy points on him too. So I, I like the ability of Emory Jones to get out and run around. I don't think he's that great, but against a bad defense, I think he can do wonders. I think Florida survives, assuming they're not looking straight ahead to FSU, which you should not be if you're Dan Mullen. You need to win every daggum week you get. For these you might next need two to weeks. schedule a high school team and beat them too. You to need to win, win both these games team. and pray to everything you can that you get a bad team in a bowl game because I mean you need to win out for the rest of the season. But give me Florida uh, seven and a half. I'm gonna take the under. I, I I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season, but right now I think they barely beat Mizzou. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And and like I said, if Connor Basilek doesn't play, obviously I think the pick is Florida. We saw what Missouri did against Georgia with their backup quarterback. But uh, moving on, this one is uh, a little scary. This one is scary. Um, uh, no spread for this game just yet, but as the filming of this podcast. But number three, Oregon versus at right now number twenty four, Utah. I'm assuming that that twenty four will move by Utah's name a little bit higher come Tuesday. This one is scary, brother. Um, yeah. You know, you, you mentioned it uh, earlier when you were talking about Oregon. You said if they get past this game that they would would be kind of a shoe-in. But it's looking like it's going to be Utah twice. Yeah, we that's thought true a, too. We thought a couple weeks ago Arizona State. Uh, the, the fear of playing a college football team twice, right? Yeah. You oh, feel yeah. like they're going to split. Right. So the question is who wins round one? Right. You know – Utah's the home team, but Utah didn't look great this week either. Maybe they were looking ahead. They played a bad Arizona team. I like Oregon in round one. And I'll go ahead and tip my hat. I like Utah in round two in Vegas. That's where the Pac-12 championship game is played. That'd be a blast to go to. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, give me Oregon. This one's tough. Both teams, I mean, I can't even really. It comes down to the running for me. Pat Dye in the backfield taking the place of C.J. Verdahl and Anthony Brown, Jr., Give yeah. it the Oregon to This is tough. I mean, I can't even compare stats here. Both teams are super comparable on oh, defense and offense. Man. It's deadlocked. Utah's at home. And that right there makes me want to go with Utah so bad. But for right now, I'm going to go with Oregon. That may change later in the week when we have to pick this game. But right now, I have to go with Oregon here. And granted, I mean, maybe Brown makes some plays with his feet, gets there. But, man, Utah at home scares me. I will say that. Oh, I agree. Utah, home of the Sandlot, the actual Sandlot, and home of the Utah Utes. I'm with you. This is a 50-50 ball game. But I think Oregon just brings in a little bit more momentum and on the back of the run game. I think Oregon will handle them the same way they did Washington State. Yeah, the game's 14 all at halftime, but they just keep leaning on you with the running game. Oh, yeah. And Pat Dye, no gloves needed, is going to get you two or three touchdowns and you're going to get the win here. Game of the week. Bash Brothers game of the week and college game day headed to the shoe. Yep. I think it's a noon game, which is so sad. Y'all got to quit doing these Big Twelve, uh, these Big 10 noon games, these marquee matchups. You did the same thing with Michigan-Michigan State. Yeah. You're, now you're doing it with Ohio State-Michigan State. Again, this feels like a point spread pick them instead of a straight up pick them. Yeah, I agree. Michigan State nine and one, Ohio State nine and one. Ohio State at home opens up as a 24, 20 point favorite. Has it moved at all? Twenty and a half. Twenty and a hook. Now they're boy, they're throwing them hooks out there. They they're love going, it, man. They they're love trying it. to catch some fish. I'll let you pick it first. I'm gonna oh it actually is just twenty point. I made them I made a mistake on that one. But anyway, both these teams play awful defense. I'm gonna be honest. Michigan State, though, plays way worse defense than Ohio State. Ohio State, I think Kenneth Walker comes out. I think Kenneth Walker has another Heisman caliber game. Kind of more or less moves his name further up in that conversation. But I think his opponent, C.J. Stroud, does the same. I like Ohio State a lot more in this one. Give me Ohio State, but give me the under. I don't think they win by 20. Yeah, I'm with you on the defense. I think the defenses are a wash, but the offenses are heavily favored toward Ohio State. Ohio State, when playing like we think they can, plays great offense. Michigan State is simply not that good. They had a really good run. They pulled out a lot of games that they probably should have lost, 
and were able to win them. Obviously, Michigan being the biggest one. It's still a really good win. And it's, if Michigan keeps winning, it looks even better. Yep. But unfortunately, I think you're running up into an offensive buzzsaw with C.J. Stroud and obviously the best wide receiver core in the nation yep. with two running backs that are very, very good. I don't think Kenneth Walker has that good of a game. Um, and I think, I think Ohio State gets the job done, but I'm with you. I don't think they cover, I would say, more 14-15. Yeah, I agree. So, I give agree. me Ohio – oh, I guess I will take Michigan State and the points. I got you. Okay. Well. But a great week. Listen, we're yeah. coming off week 11, probably being one of the best weeks in terms of games. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you had a slate of games this week. I mean, you started off Thursday night, which there were good Wednesday night and Tuesday night games if you were watching – but, I mean, from the jump, that UNC and Pitt game going to overtime. Oh, yeah. Great football all the way down to last night, Nevada making a last-second drive to try to beat San Diego State. Sadly for me and my pick board, it didn't quite work <laughs> out that way. Listen, the favorites need to start winning some of these ball games. I agree. San Diego State was actually the favorite, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they were. Uh, but I went with the underdog and didn't quite work out. Nope. Uh, Carson Strong, you owe me some, uh, some pick points. <laughs> but – we got a great week coming up, man. We do. And it'll be a blast to watch. Uh, we kind of get the week off there with Charleston Southern, so it'll yep. be nice to just sit back, watch some great football, eat some good food, have a great solid game day party like we always do with about 17 TVs going. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. Uh, probably getting some Mexican here in a little bit. And go hey. ahead and start with his dadgum grandma whatever. <laughs> Bro, you got to – maybe grandma didn't upgrade this week. Maybe she kept the iPod Nano that she had and she was happy with it, but she didn't. So what Grandma did is she went out, she bought a MacBook. She is she is on cloud nine with her new MacBook Air. I'm ready to go eat. And she downloaded uh, Anchor. So she's now listening to us on Anchor. I'm proud of Grandma. She gave us a five-star review, just as you should. If you're listening to this podcast, you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, that being Anchor, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or just hit up Jordan's grandmother. She's got a brand-new MacBook Pro that she'll let you listen to our podcast on. Thank you for listening to our podcast, by the way. Uh, numbers and listens have been up as of late. We are on an upward trajectory. And that is nothing but to y'all's credit for listening. We really appreciate it. It is a blast to come here every Sunday and do this. It is a blast to watch these games. Whether I was doing this podcast or not, I would be in front of my television from Saturday morning to Saturday at about 3 a.m. I love it that much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us at B Brothers Pod. That is at B Brothers, capital P-O-D, on Twitter. And uh, enjoy this week, man. Week 12, sadly, the season is coming to an end. We got a couple more weeks and then bowl season and playoffs. Absolutely. We will be there. It will be fun. Uh, as always, we're the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp. <laughs>